Next on BYU Sports Nation, Nick Emery is back for BYU basketball, but how much does that help this year's team? Can BYU win two straight against in-state rivals? And if they do, would they be back on track? Plus, we go two-on-one with the quarterback, Zach Wilson, on what he would have done differently against Utah and why he's really excited for the bowl game. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with... The fabulous Jerem Jordan, who is rocking the black Nike today, my friend. Fashion on point. It's cold outside. (laughs) Baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) Happy Wednesday, December 5th. Yes, it is cold outside. We have a fantastic show for you lined up to help warm your hearts, including this. Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback, looks back at everything he's learned since he took over the starting job against Hawaii and what he would have done differently against the Utes. That in 15 minutes. Also, neither Jeremy or I have scored a point in and one. It's only two games in. Come on. Still. Well, like seven or Between nine. the two of us, not one point. Hopefully that will change in about 30 minutes. And Blaine Fowler talks the difference that Nick Emery will make for BYU basketball in 40 minutes. Here are today's headlines. BYU men's basketball. Hosting Utah State tonight in the Marriott Center, working to snap a three-game losing streak. As a head coach, Dave Rose has never lost to the Aggies in Provo, 4-0. The Aggies, however, are 7-1 on the season, playing really well, and Coach Rose knows the Aggies' success begins and ends with junior guard Sam Merrill. Sam Merrill is playing as good as any player is in the country. 50% from the field, 45% from three, 90% from the free throw line, and he's carrying his team offensively, and everybody seems to be rallying around him. So we got a challenge, and our guys are excited for it, and we look forward to you know, a good crowd in the Mary Center tomorrow. Coverage of tonight's game begins on BYU Radio with Cougar pregame live at 8 p.m. Eastern. Game tips at 9 Eastern. Of course, you can listen on BYU Radio. Watch it live on BYU TV. I'll be on the call with Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. Sam Merrill was Zach Selyus' teammate at Bountiful High, so fun matchup there. For the first time since the UT Arlington game in the NIT in 2017, Nick Emery returns for BYU, and uh, our days until Emery is zero because it's today. Okay, Nick Let's Emery is go. back. The countdown's over. Emery did talk to the media, day, uh, media yesterday, by the way. He appears ready to go. Uh, I'll be surprised if he starts. I think he'll come off the bench tonight. Uh, but much more on his potential impact coming up in what's trending. All right. Former BYU basketball star Elijah Bryant was named the Israeli Basketball League MVP for the month of November. He averages 20.5 points, 8.3 rebounds, and two steals per game for Hapoel Eilat. There you go. He's crushing it in Israel, man. Elijah in Israel? It's a fit, right? <laughs> kind of cool is on the Carolina Panthers practice squad. That according to the Athletics Joe Person this morning. So Nakua uh, didn't was cut from the Ravens. Looked like he might have a tri- he had a trial with the Jets, uh, but now uh, he's on the Panthers. Yeah, I'm excited for Kai. I talked to him during the Utah game. He's one of the flag bearers for BYU, and said it's just a matter of when the call comes and who the call comes from, but I got to stay ready. I got to work out every day because I know that it's going to come soon. And sure enough, it did for the Carolina Panthers. They needed him two weeks ago against my Seahawks, though. 
Well, the Carolina Panthers need a lot of things right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The much-anticipated return of Nick Emery to BYU basketball happens tonight. The countdown is over. He will suit up and play against the Aggies. What a week for him to return against not only Utah State, but against Utah on Saturday. Jerem, what is a realistic expectation for Nick Emery in tonight's game? I'm thinking 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. I don't think BYU goes crazy with it. I mean, if he plays well, you keep him in there. But uh, I, I'm going I'm going 10 points, one made three at least, a steal or two. Um, I, I, I wouldn't push it. It's the first game, okay? He's gone through a lot in his life. We want to act like we can compartmentalize certain things like off the court and on the court. Everything affects everything. It really does. It's hard to separate the, that. He's been practicing with the team for several months. That should be noticed. It's not like he just jumped in with the team this week. At first, he wasn't the same kind of Nick Emery in practice, apparently. But recently, he has become that guy again. So we'll see if he can get up to the 15-point-a-game guy within this offense. But I think he injects some, some life into this group. And like you said, the timing is interesting. This group has tried to figure some things out early, and I think Nick will all but help that. Don't forget, only three other players, uh, you know, he's one of four players that scored 1,000 points uh, by the end of their sophomore year in BYU history. Okay, Danny Ainge, Tyler Haas, Eric Mika, and Nick Emery. So his potential is there. And obviously he's been kind of the source of some, some uh, sanctions recently that have perhaps affected this BYU team, whether it's acknowledged or not. I think he's going to have an impact tonight. He's a really good player. It's been a really long time since Nick Emery played a game of record, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 630 days, as a matter of fact, since Nick Emery played in a game for BYU. It's like he went on another mission. Whoa. 630 days. Long time. And I know he played in the first half of the blue and white scrimmage. That's not a game. That's a scrimmage. Okay, we're talking about a game that goes on the record. 630 days, almost two full years. So, yeah, let's manage the expectations given that it has been a long time. If we want to talk about a stat line, I don't know, eight to ten points, three to four rebounds, three to four assists, I think he will have a positive impact on BYU. But I think that the biggest impact he will make doesn't have to do with his stat line. More on that in just a moment. One thing that Nick knows he can expect is heat from other teams and other teams' fans. He addressed that yesterday as well. Look, he's he's been prepared by his coach and his staff and his teammates for anything and everything. I don't think that there is anything he is not anticipating hearing and dealing with because of what has transpired. But in terms of tonight, 8 to 10 points, 3-4 rebounds, 3-4 assists, and then a major impact with the emotional aspect of what his team will do tonight. And oh, by the way, BYU is playing a seven and one Utah State team. Like Utah State is is playing really good basketball. I don't BYU think BYU needs him back. This is great timing for something. Yes, it's great timing. It's good to have him back. And then of course Utah on Saturday. Okay, right now BYU is looking for answers from distance. They're looking for answers on defense. Overall, where will the return of Nick Emery help this team the most? Yeah, emotionally and on the defensive end. This is a team that is desperate for a leader. They're desperate for leadership, for someone that will get in your face and amp you up and get you going. Nick Emery can be that guy. 
I want Nick Emery to be that guy. I don't know if he feels like he is in the mental state to do that right now because well, he hasn't played. You're the source of sanctions. It's hard to be a like Still. he can be a leader. Still, but it's just a like that's a weird place, right? That's a weird place to be. I totally. believe he is a leader but on his, this team. Yeah, his attitude. But, th- but that's an odd, odd spot. Right? The way he carries himself and the way he plays, and he almost plays angry sometimes, right? He I wonder a, how he's going to play. A chip on his shoulder. Because he's, he's uh, been leveled, right, um, off the court. He's been, he's been humbled by these circumstances. And it's humbling to say, to every day walk out to Coach Rose and know that unless BYU wins an appeal – the my actions cost you games wins right so i i think that nick emery is kind of a different person and i'm wondering if that will manifest itself on the court like will he be the same player and then he's a different player off the court or not because he seems to be a little more kind of even keel because of what's happened to him personally put him back in the high intensity rivalry game and i guarantee you he will discover that mentality very very is quickly. it a good thing that this is the first game you almost want like a warm up very quickly <laughs> You will discover the fight that is in Nick Emery once he gets back in that high-intensity atmosphere. And I look forward to it. I think that he'll help BYU. Yeah, his ability to shoot the three ball, we've been talking about that a lot, and BYU needs desperate help there too. But Yeah, and he'll help there, 38% career shooter. I think that he helps BYU defensively. He's a good on-ball defender, and they need someone to team up with Jasheer Hardnett up front, especially against a team like Utah State that can attack you from the wings and with Sam Merrill. Yeah. And don't forget your boy Crew Ainge. Danny's is that Danny's youngest, starting point guard kid? for the Utah State yeah, Aggies. Crew, Crew is an here. Ainge back in the Marriott That's Center awesome. tonight. Uh, what's the focus for BYU basketball right now? It is one single item: oh, defense. Well, yeah, when you give up BYU 113 to Weber State, 113 at Weber State. So Nick Emery, one of the best on-ball defenders, if not the best on-ball defender, will certainly help there. And it'll be interesting to see if he gets the Sam Merrill guard, like. Who, who do you have guard Sam Merrill tonight, by the way? I think it's Josh Shear, hardn't it? I think you put Josh Shear on Sam. Absolutely. He's going to have to chase him around screens because Sam's that kind of catch He's BYU's most pesky and reliable defender. And do you bring Nick off the bench to then sub in so you always have a really good defender on Sam Merrill, who's averaging 20 a game right now. Like Dave Rose said, he's one of those 50, 40, 90 guys right now. 50 from the field, 40 from three, 90 from the free throw line. That's elite play. It really is. Yeah, we were discussing those numbers with Elijah Bryant last year for BYU basketball. Yeah, there was a time for kind of 10 or 15 games where he was in that range, which was pretty incredible. Which and is only... why BYU got off to a 12-2 and two start last year, right? Yes, and uh, that was kind of the peak of the season. Hopefully, uh, BYU's in a different spot this year. They've got, they're 5-4. and four. They've lost three in a row. Second time in the Dave Rozier. That's happened. And in comes 7-1 Utah State. So this is, an, this is an enormous game tonight in the Marriott Center. I'm excited about the emotional spark that I think will exist just with the return of Nick Emery. There will be some added juice. He's back. His teammates are glad to have him back. This is great timing. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jerem, we talked about not only the Utah State game, but the Utah game on Saturday. The Utes are a little bit down. They're not playing very well. Four and three. Neither is BYU. If you look at the week as a whole, is BYU basketball back on track if they win tonight against Utah State and then go up to Salt Lake City and beat Utah as well? Probably. I think it depends how they do it. You know, if BYU doesn't shoot well and doesn't play well, but plays good enough defense and wins, it's like, well, sure. It's, it's all about winning, but the means do matter. I, I think probably, yes. If you beat Utah State, that's a nice win. Uh, 
as we speak, that's a quad one win that won't be on Selection Sunday, but Utah State is 18th in yesterday's net rankings. Uh, Utah is like in the 150s and kind of struggling, but you always want to beat Utah. So probably, yes, I think it's important. Dave Rose said he would prefer not to have to play all the in-state teams kind of in a row like this with Weber State and now Utah State and Utah, but it is what it is, and there's good ball. It's good to see that Utah State's improved. That game matters more. That could be a quad two on Selection Sunday for BYU, depending on how Utah State plays with the new head coach. And then it's always good to beat Utah. I don't care if they've lost every single game. Always good to beat Utah. I said earlier this week, it is a turning point week because of the rivalry aspect and with BYU riding a three-game losing streak. If BYU can figure things out this week and beat a really good Utah State team and then win the emotional roller coaster that is always the rivalry match with Utah, then yes, it's seven and four, you're back on track. And you believe that the addition of Nick Emery has made an impact. And the BYU, we've got Nick back. We just beat Utah State in Utah. Now we're rolling. The Rock will say, we believe that we will win. Nice, with the Utah State tie. (laughs) Yes, this is a turning point week. BYU has an opportunity to change the entire rhetoric for the rest of non-conference play if they can win two enormous games this week. And then you have you know multiple weeks where you're going, you got to beat UNLV and San Diego State and Mississippi State. You still have some big games. I don't think BYU is going to put itself in an at-large position on Selection Sunday per se. Um, they're going to have to win the league over a top five Gonzaga. But beat Utah State, beat Utah, and then just kind of see what happens. If this team can grow, if Nick Gimry can gel with this team. There's the, there's the practice version of a team. And then there's the on-court version. The practice version of this team was a good three-point shooting team. But so far this year, they're shooting 28%. Well, so you have to think it's different. become mental at this point. Yeah. There's a mental Ab- barrier. Absolutely. So hopefully Nick Emery can help lift the lid on that cover and help BYU shoot better. And think about it. He's in practice every day, and then they go out and they play without him. So it's like we're not whole. Today, hopefully, BYU becomes whole as a basketball team with their, their best selves, which is that Nick Emery is on this team and playing, and playing well, hopefully. There are people that are drawing parallels between the NBA's Utah Jazz and BYU and what has happened, and they've struggled. The Jazz hit a franchise record 23-pointers last night. So yeah. if you want to draw a parallel, maybe that's <laughs> something gonna, to hope for for BYU. <laughs> I'll take 10. That's oh, happened my once goodness, this year. 10? I would take eight. I think I think ten's happened once this year. I would take eight and thirty plus percent. The worst thing that could happen for BYU is that Nick Emery scores like thirty tonight. Because then everyone's like, Oh dude, we're going to the tourney and Nick is back. It's like he can't maintain that. Like it's like when McKay Cannon came in last yes. year and had like an eight and six and then he had seventeen. People were like, dude, he's like Whoa. the third weapon. It's like, hold on. He had a gr- he had great games, just cool it. Just yeah. acknowledge them for what One they are, step which at was, a time. yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't mean that's going to be forever. Yeah. Hopefully Just not many down. of you are expecting Nick Emery to go for 30, which brings us to our question of the day. <laughs> what is a realistic expectation for Nick Emery in his return in tonight's game? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Twiggy or Stone responds on Twitter, for him to play within the system and not try to do too much. It has been a while since he played in a collegiate game, and it may take time for him to get up to speed. Hashtag BYUSN. Because he's already played two seasons, I wonder if that's just expedited, just a touch. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to score 20 tonight, but I, I think he can come in and have an impact. 
like off the bench. I, if anything, I, I he's going to have too him, much juice. Right. Like, and it's Utah State. It's not like Alabama A&M's walking in there, you know? Yeah, so they'll probably, yeah, go in and with the, the idea that you probably need to ratchet it back a little bit because the like, juice and the anticipation and the excitement will be naturally high. For Nick Emery. Yeah. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to answer our question of the day. What is a realistic expectation for Mr. Emery in his return? Coming up, what would Zach Wilson do differently against Utah? We'll ask him. And where does he think he's made the most improvement in his freshman campaign at quarterback? Our two-on-one all-access with the BYU quarterback next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's a ball night in the Marriott Center for 5-4 and four BYU against 7-1 and one Utah State, led by Sam Merrill. Watch or listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern time. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And Spuddy Buddy. And Spuddy Buddy. He's on back. his throne of potatoes. His throne of lies. Listen to BYU <laughs> SN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation Buddy. podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience the show whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day, what is a realistic expectation for Nick Emery in his return against Utah State tonight? At Colonel underscore James 83 says, 15 to 20 minutes of playing time, a la Jerem Jordan, 8 to 10 points which is exactly what I said, two to three assists, two to three rebounds. Essentially, back up the one and two guard positions. Yeah, you, you bring him in uh, for either TJ Haas or Josh Hardnett. I, I think you, you put him on Sam Merrill after Josh Hearguards him. That, that would be my assessment. We'll see how BYU plays it tonight. I expect him to make an impact defensively and emotionally for this team to be a spark. I would it's, love I, for that to happen. Listen, there are a lot of reasons to be really excited about this game tonight. The return of Nick Emery, Utah State 7-1, BYU is at home against a rival. Red Pandas at halftime. Red Panda! Red, we talked about it yesterday. Red Panda is like one of the most legit halftimes that exist. Okay, if you don't know what Red Panda is, let me explain it specifically for our radio listeners. She has like China, like fine China on her feet and balances all this stuff and then like it's flips insane. it from her foot to her head and catches it without breaking any of the dishes while she's riding a unicycle. It is the best halftime you'll ever see (laughs) west of Jean's Golden Girls or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my god. Red Panda. BYU Sports Nation is tweeting a link to some of Red Panda's finer moments. We need to show it live at halftime on BYU TV or something. (laughs) It's awesome. Forget the specialty piece. You have the rights to do that? Just show Red Panda. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Jeremy, it has been too long since we have done what we are about to do. There is conference expansion news. Is there? there. Courtesy of the stadium's Brett McMurphy. Let's hear about it. College football conference expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. So official and presidential. From the Big 12, no surprise. Mm. And as I mentioned, from stadium's Brett McMurphy, the commish. Bob Bowlesby said, quote, not one school moved the needle and it requires a supermajority. Not one institution or group of institutions could garner eight votes. Really? I would never say never as far as future expansion. Of course you would. You'd but it us on again. feels to me there's more stability. 
end quote. Mm-hmm. So no teams outside of the current 10 in the Big 12. Yeah. Right, this is the 10 or yeah. in the 12. Okay. Garnered a super majority of eight votes. No expansion. Surprise, surprise. So the update is that there's nothing new. <laughs> awesome. Hey, it's Look, a thing. We, it's we've a t- thing. We talked about it. If and when expansion happens, if it happens at all, it won't be until TV contracts are renegotiated. Although that could happen before, right? So the last time it happened, it was like a year before. Yeah. Okay. So that so, would be so 2023-ish this yeah. time around? Yeah. So Got a few it's, years. it's going to be a while. Got a few years. It's going to be a while. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how all of the realignment really? shakes out. Yes, I am. Interesting. I'm, I, the, the last time kind of burnt me out a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. Not in regard to BYU per se, but oh, just okay. the whole landscape no, of college no football. No hashtag BYU to the Big 12? None of that. None of that. <laughs> I just want to see how things move. Who gets yeah. poached from what big conference to the other? Do any new conferences form? No, no you're like, right. It's exciting. That's why we're bringing it up on December 5th, 2018, <laughs> when it's not a story. It's exciting. I know. I know. Yeah, four to five years before things yeah. we expect will get really interesting. And hopefully BYU's in the mix. But uh, hey. Actually, not in the mix, because they were in the mix. Hopefully BYU gets invited. Because if they don't, now it's a different conversation about what the point of all of this is. Yeah, chaos. I love the chaos of it all. I think it is really, really entertaining. And it'll be extra entertaining if BYU <laughs> somehow ends up in a Power Five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Recently, Jeremy and I had the opportunity to go two-on-one all-access as we move aside from expansion now to the actual football and current BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Uh, what did he learn, not just from the Utah game, but in his first six games as a starter? How has he improved the most, and what would he do differently? Two-on-one BYU Sports Nation All-Access with the quarterback, y'all, Zach Wilson. Zach, I particularly liked your tweet in regard to uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You enjoy all sorts of potatoes. Which are your favorite, though? What's your favorite form of potato? Oh, I would have to say French fries. I mean, French fries go with almost everything. You can get French fries whenever you want. <laughs> with some fry sauce, of course. Exactly. It's like a Utah thing. I love it. Uh, what was your reaction besides that to uh, the matchup with Western Michigan in Boise? Yeah, no, I think Western Michigan, you know, they seem like a great team. I haven't really done a lot of research on them yet, but uh, you know, I know they've had a great past um, the last couple of years. And, you know, I'm just excited. I heard they're, they're a high-scoring offense, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to come out with our, our A game to play, to play well against these guys. You have another opportunity to go back to the Boise Blue, and as chance would have it, another chance to beat some Broncos on, on that field. Uh, what's the state of BYU football right now on December 3rd, 18 days away from the bowl game? Shoot, we're going to be out there practicing every day. I know we got practice all the way up until Saturday this week. Um, I want to kind of go into this week like we're another spring ball, like it's a smaller spring ball, and we're going to try and build for this next season and to finish strong and to kind of polish what we have going for us and, and to kind of add and, and, and develop our, our identity as an offense and just kind of make it all better. After the Utah game, it's like a weird deal because, oh, hey, Preston Hadley, what's up, man? How you doing? I think lunch is that way. It's like a weird deal post-Utah game because you're kind of, thinking about what happened there and are we getting into a bowl game so how have you made the transition from that to now you have another game 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of just go back, watch that film, and, and you just got to build from it and learn from it and figure out why. Why did we let Utah come back from a loss like that? And, and, and for us losing like that, and, and you kind of just apply it every week and just be like, okay, now when we go into Western Michigan, we can't let something like that happen to us again. And then, and then we polish it for next season as well. What did you learn? What would you do differently this time around now that hindsight is twenty twenty? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I would just say we need to just keep going in the second half. I know we kind of slowed up a little bit, and I know we we kind of went a little more conservative, and I was hoping that we could just keep going um, with what we had working. And, and, you know, injuries also hurt us at the same time, too. I mean, we lost Matt Hadley. We, we lost some key guys on the defense that um, allowed Utah to start moving the ball on us, and I think the whole momentum shift just kind of went towards Utah's favor. And, um, you know, I think we could have done better in those aspects. Were you comfortable in the stadium having been to all the games there and everything, but now you're on a different side there? What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, the perspective was a lot different. I mean, it looks different while you're on the field than it did always sitting in the, side, in the, in the stands. But, I mean, it was such a cool atmosphere. I mean, there was, there was times you couldn't hear anything with a guy standing right next to me. And I think, I know, I think those, those are super cool to be a part of. What, did, what was the reception of your family after that game and, and against friends that uh, play for the other team on the other side? And what was that like? Yeah, my family was just super supportive. I mean, they were, you know, they were pretty heartbroken about the loss too. I mean, they kind of wish we could have come through, but um, they're always supportive with the with the whole BYU team. And I remember them sitting after and just and just talking to all the players. They went by and telling them good job. And and I even had uncles and, and aunts and stuff there that were huge Utah fans forever. That you know came to support me and came in BYU gear, which was awesome. So that is pretty cool. I I don't know if it happened the other way, you know. So that's really nice. <laughs> Um, when, at what point during this season did you embrace and feel like, okay, I'm the sor- starting quarterback? Because I know you've wanted to be a starter in college, but uh, six games in, they make the switch. When, when did it turn for you mentally? I don't know. I really haven't had the time to kind of sit down and think about it. It's just kind of, I mean, these weeks have just gone flying by. I mean, shoot, six games, six games already just just like that. And I think the, the biggest thing is just growing and learning from each game. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day, and, and I've learned so much in these last six games about things I can apply. I mean, if I wouldn't have had these six games, I'd be starting fresh next year. And, and I think just having this experience is just you know, a huge thing to build on to uh, for next year. Where have you grown the most over the last six games? I think just the situational kind of things. I mean, when to take shots down the field, when to take shorter things. Um, being smart, sliding. Being smart, throwing the ball away, getting out of sacks, certain things like that. And I just think I've gotten more comfortable with the flow of the game and knowing what certain situations do certain things. How's school going for you? Because you were here winter semester, but this is your first semester as a player in season, and finals are coming up. Yeah, I mean, school was great till I started playing. But, <laughs> but uh, ever since I started playing, uh, they've, they've gone down a little bit. So, I mean, finals coming up, i got to pick up my game. Yeah. Hardest class. Physical science is pretty tough right that now. Yeah. yeah, and then history, just because I really, it's hard to focus on something I really don't care. About. <laughs> how much, how much game film slips into those classes, Zach? Uh, most of them. Most of them. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. I want a, I want a sports history class. That yeah, would be awesome. Right? right? Yeah. I mean, I just tell myself I'll, I'll make up the work later or do the work later. I mean, film's probably better now. <laughs> I think you're on to something. Maybe we should. Tutors. Maybe we should teach the BYU sports yes, history yes, class. Yes, we'll teach it, and then okay. you can take it. Yeah, okay. that'll be good. Uh, Zach, it's been a lot of fun to watch you. If you had one word to sum up what your first season at BYU has been like, what word would you choose? Shoot, it's been a roller coaster, I would say. I mean, there's been so many highs and lows of things that have you know, been going on, and I think there's a lot of promise on the other side of what's going to come from this, this team and this offense. I think we're heading in the right direction. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. It's like, good luck. You yes. play better than you would have. And, uh, yeah, more, more of what you did you know, against Utah. That'll be good. Appreciate it. Let's cake it on. French fries for everyone. Let's do it. And <laughs> for breakfast. Yes.
with fry sauce. Love it. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I can't wait for him to win the famous Idaho Potato Bowl game MVP with the BYU Sports Nation karma. He's going to have a great game against Wisconsin. <laughs> I just love his maturity overall. Like, he listens to your questions. He answers them. What? I know. I know. As as a freshman. Yeah, he's well, he's well thought. He's very thought well out, thought well out. Spoken, yeah. 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 I really enjoyed that interview. We learned some things. And he he attacked the question of what would you do differently against Utah? Like, that's the first time we've really gone there. Yeah, he acknowledged that BYU got a little conservative in the second half. And that's okay. That's... Not no, that, it's not. Not that BYU lost the game, <laughs> but it's okay that he addressed it that sure. way. I don't, it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't. I, I appreciate that he. Although I was, like when it gets weird, was willing to go there. It's more yeah. fun when it's weird. Oh yeah. Coming up, Blaine Fowler joins us. What are his expectations for Nicholas Emery tonight? And please, can one of us combined just score a point already? Fine, I'll get both. Our and one picks for BYU Utah State up next. Maybe we should go conservative. This is BYU Sports. I hit the weights, dude. I'm I'm making the bucket in. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest deets in Cougar Sports with a social media twist. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Let's keep it rolling right now. BYU Sports Nation with today's headlines. BYU men's basketball hosting Utah State tonight in the Marriott Center, working to snap a three-game losing streak. Dave Rose has never lost to the Aggies as head coach in Pro Bowl 4-0, but this Aggies team is much improved. 7-1 this season. They are 18 in the latest net rankings. Coach Rose knows the Aggie success begins and ends with the guy named Sam Merrill. Sam Merrill is... Playing as good as any player is in the country. 50% from the field, 45% from three, 90% from the free throw line, and he's carrying his team offensively, and everybody seems to be rallying around him. So we got a challenge, and our guys are excited for it, and we look forward to you know a good crowd in the Mary Center tomorrow. Coverage tonight on BYU Radio with Cougar pregame live at 8 Eastern. The game tips at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Listen on BYU Radio, of course, and watch it live on BYU TV. Red Panda in the house. Yeah, she becomes uh, Blue Panda for one night. Uh, For the first time since 2017, 630 days, Nick Emery will return for BYU basketball. Emery talked to the media yesterday. He said he's happy to be back with the team. You know, I'm grateful for the opportunities I have to to be back here at BYU, you know, and it's just about perspective, you know. I'm I'm grateful to, to wear a BYU jersey again. And uh, that number four jersey, and especially be out here and with with Coach, who's given me a second chance, and with my teammates who, who have believed in me every step of the way, and uh, no, I'm grateful for sure. Emery, one of four players in BYU history to get a thousand points by his sophomore seasons: Danny Danny Ainge, Tyler Haas, Eric Mika, and Nick Emery. And you think, oh, he played in 2017, and he's going to play in 2018? We're talking about early March 2017 to. December of 2018. Been a long time, man. It's good Almost to have two full years. Former BYU basketball star Elijah Bryant is the Israeli Basketball League MVP for the month of November. Bryant averages 20 and a half points, 8.3 rebounds, and two steals per game for Hapoel Eilat. And Kainakua is on the Carolina Panthers practice squad. That according to the Athletics' Joe Person this morning. Okay, I have a good feeling about tonight. For several reasons, specifically in regard to our and one picks, where we give two picks, the first is worth two points, and if we get that one right, 
then we have the opportunity to pick an extra point in our second pick, just like the and one play in college basketball and in basketball in general. Jerem, lead us off. What's your two-pointer? My two-pointer, the rebounding margin will be single digits. Why is this important? Because Utah State is fourth nationally at 13.6 in the rebounding margin. They are out-rebounding everybody. If BYU gets out-rebounded by 13 or 14, they're not winning this game. They lose by 20, yeah. And my and one. and my and one pick, Nick Emery will score ten plus. I believe Nick Emery will score ten plus in this game tonight. I think that he's going to come off the bench. I'll be surprised if he starts. I think he's going to be a guy that comes off the pine and provides a spark, uh, hopefully a bonfire off the bench for BYU. I would love for Nick Emery to go double figures in his first game back. I would think that BYU is in a good position. I feel if, like that's aggressive. That. Can I go down to eight? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's your and one. So. It's an and one. You know, go gotta, conservative gotta, on the two-pointer and then get gotta, a little aggressive on the and one. Yeah. All right, my two-pointer. This game will be determined by seven points or less. Wait, the line's one and a half. Three possession. Come on. Utah State. I know, according to what, two offshore accounts? Yeah. Well, show me somebody that's reputable. On, onshore so, accounts. So, show me somebody that's reputable. Because right now, I would think that Utah State is favored in this game with the way they, that they've been they, playing they and are the not. way that BYU has been playing. They're not the favorite. Offshore accounts, though. Uh, Ken Palm uh, has BYU as uh, winning the game. So there you go. There's an onshore account for you. Okay. <laughs> an, on, an onshore Ken Palm. A domestic account. Yes, he is. I and think it's gonna, one. I think it's going to be a three-possession game. Okay, my and one. Nick Emery's first points will be a three-pointer or a free throw. Now watch. He's going to score a layup in a fast break, mm. and that's how it's Very specific. Be. Okay? Like so he'll score his first points with either a three or a free throw, mm. not a two-pointer. Okay. Uh, and just a reminder, it's 0-0 zero, zero after two games. Neither of us have had a correct Did you have pick. to bring that up again? And uh, Well, yes, because people need to know. Yeah, okay. The people need to know. Our question of the day, what is a realistic expectation for Nick Emery in tonight's game, at air underscore Rick 515 answers on Instagram. Good on-ball defense. I don't expect him to have his shot back quite yet, but I'll bet he comes out ready to compete and be a lockdown defender on the perimeter. I expect that as well. I think, I think that defense is about effort, and I think that effort will be there, and hopefully the shot is there as well. I don't know that I have ever watched Nick Emery play Without maximum effort. There yeah, isn't a yeah, time I can recall that got a he ton has of been energy. Yes. lazy in any scenario on the floor. Yes. He's, listen, if he was in a court of law, he'd not be convicted of being passive. Like, he's a very aggressive, active individual, and that manifests itself well on the basketball court. BYU needs that. They need the energy. They need the emotional boost. Coming up, where does BYU basketball need the most help right now at 5-4, and three-game losing streak? And is Nick Emery the answer? Also, our good friend Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, back in studio to answer the questions Jerem just brought up and give his thoughts on BYU and Western Michigan on the Boise Blue. Does he like it? Perhaps he'll hang out with me up there. I don't know. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Utah State is 7-1, 18th in the NCAA net rankings. In the Merritt Center tonight against a BYU team who looks to snap a three-game losing streak. Nick Emery's back. Red Pandas at halftime. This is the most legit Utah State-BYU game in the history of the rivalry. Watch and listen to the game. 
BYU TV, BYU Radio, pregame at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What is a realistic expectation for Nick Emery in tonight's game? Laser Sheep answers on Twitter. Comes off the bench tonight. Starts against Utah. As far as tonight's performance, we'll see an inspired effort on both ends of the floor. I've had to sit out for a long time before. When you get back in there, you usually go full throttle. Nick Emery goes full throttle every game, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Again, to what we were talking about before the break, I've never seen him and thought he's playing lazy basketball, ever. It just doesn't, isn't in his DNA. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media by using the hashtag BYUSA. I do want to point, there are like a gajillion domestic accounts that have BYU as like a one point or one and a half point favorite. Admittedly, so, I have scored go. zero points in my and one picks. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a close so game. by seven. I think it'll be a close game. A close game is three possessions or less, right? That's how we have figured a close game in the past was seven points or less. Well, in football, I don't know about basketball. I'd have to think about that one. You've done set three possessions or less. like in- I've never determined that in basketball that's how it is for me. Yeah. Okay. In net rankings, it's don't get blown up by ten, right? Yeah, that, well, that metric sucks. <laughs> ten? Are you kidding me? There's a huge difference between a ten-point game and a 20-point game. Oh, Come on. Yours is just as conservative as mine. Good grief. Utah State will out-rebound BYU potentially by nine in Provo. Come on. Like if, they, if it's nine plus, then you get Fourth that point. Fourth in the point. country, dude. Come on. It's in Provo against BYU. Like There's The effort's going to be there. So yours is just as conservative as mine. Joining us now in Studio B is Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst all around. Good man. Blaine Welcome back to the show. And on a big day, Nick Emery returns for BYU basketball. What do you expect from him tonight? I, effort, like you guys talked about. But but you, you think about him offensively because he was such a uh, reliable scorer. So he's not a guy that when he catches the ball and he's open on the wing, you're like, oh, I'm not sure. You just expect him to knock down an open three. You expect him to knock down a shot in transition. Um, you expect him to want the ball at the end of a game. And there's one thing for a guy to want the ball at the end of the game and say, hey, give it to me. And it's another thing for the rest of the team to go, yeah, this is the guy we want to have the ball in his hands at the end of a game. And so, so he brings that from, you know, historically, and, and, and we've seen it. He's performed in those conditions offensively. So I think that's a given. But what people don't realize is that he's a very good defender. He's a really good on-the-ball defender. His lateral quickness is excellent, um, but he's strong. And so basketball is a contact sport, and there's contact if you're in good position. And he always comes away from that contact in a positive way. Hardnett's the same way. I feel like Hardnett's a good transition defender because he can go take the basketball. First rule of transition, D, stop the ball. He's able to take that guy with the ball and either deflect them toward the sideline or make him give up the basketball, which slows down the fast break and gives other people time to recover. Emery does the same thing. So he can do that. So now you've got two guys out on the perimeter that can guard a, a penetrating type player and do a good job with it and you have another guy that's really good in transition defense at taking the ball and stopping the basketball and let's face it when you score over 100 and you lose your problems aren't on offense so what they need him to do is to raise the level of this whole team with his energy his mindset and his commitment to defense the scoring will come he's just a good scorer he's a confident scorer but but I think the where the place that he can help this team the most is on the defensive end of the floor What's realistic to expect from him tonight? Because he's gone through some serious stuff, uh, NCAA sanctions, divorce, all of this public, right? 
Um, what do you expect from him in his first game? Because that can take a toll on you. Yeah, and it's so, so do I expect him to go out and score 20? Well, he could. Like, he's capable of that, but I don't expect that he does that because I think it's a lot easier to fit in on defense if you haven't been playing than it is to try to figure out where your shots are coming from on offense. So, so, so let's say he's 8 to 12 points scoring. I think that would be great contributions off the bench. If he does more than that, anything more than that is a big bonus. But where I'm watching is when he comes into the game, does a level of intensity on defense change? And does BYU play better defensively in this game than they have in these last three ballgames? If he does that, then I'm going to come away from the game and go, okay, this – his coming back just had a major impact on this basketball team. He doesn't have to go out and score 17 or 18 or 20 for me to see that he has a, a big impact. I'm looking to see what he does defensively. BYU's lost three straight, and rare is a four-game losing streak under Dave Rose. I believe it's only happened one previous time in his 12-plus years of coaching in the head coach position at BYU. So if BYU beats Utah State tonight and they can figure it out and get it done against Utah – at a neutral side at the home of the Utah Jazz on Saturday, are they officially back on track? Yeah, oh, I think this week can get them back on track or can further compound their their problems. Utah's kind of in a rebuild year this year. Utah State is really good right now. They haven't played as challenging a schedule. That's why they're not a big that's why they're not a favorite in this game in the Marriott Center. But it's a team that shoots the ball extremely well. Um, and they got size out on the perimeter. I mean Sam Merrill's six five, a six five shooting guard that's hitting almost fifty two percent from the field and forty four percent from three and ninety plus from the free throw line. He's like playing lights out right now. And and so this is a big, big challenge for BYU. Um, so th- th- this this is one I think it's a single digit game. I really do. And then, then you Utah- say seven or fewer? Yes. Is that three possessions? Is that what you guys are saying? <laughs> yeah, I would say seven or fewer in this ballgame is the way this one will come down. And, and that's where Nick Emery really helps because I, I, would, I would not be surprised to see Nick Emery on the floor down the stretch when they have to get those tough baskets, when everybody's attention, you know, the last three minutes of a game, all of a sudden all teams have, have the energy to play defense. When it's a close, close ball game, so points become t- tougher. Effort on both sides becomes tougher. That's when I want Nick Emery on on the court because not only can he score if they leave a pathway to the basket, if TJ drives and kicks, he's a reliable shooter, and he's also good with the ball in his hands about understanding, wait a minute, they're double-teaming me. Where is it coming from, and where do I kick the basketball to get other guys shot? So I think he's a game-ender. Well, I would not be surprised in a close ball game if he's on the floor at the end of the game. How quickly before he's a starter if he is a starter? But I think it takes a couple of games. I think it takes a couple of games to see if he truly impacts this team defensively. Then, then Dave has to make a decision. Do I like him coming off the bench yeah. where he might be a mismatch against the number two guy coming off the bench for the other team? Or do I need him as a starter? Is he making that big of a difference that I need to start him and bring somebody else off the bench? That's, there's a fine line there between what you need. And sometimes a guy's really, really good off the bench because – where he might match up really well with the other team's starters, he, he can dominate the other team's second group. And so you go, oh, I want that guy coming off the bench. That's where depth pays off. And, and for Dave right now, he, he's got this fine balance right now. They've, they've changed philosophically what they want to do offensively this year. Not because Heath Schroyer's gone. He and I have had long talks about this. It's They went to more of a half-court game and a lower-scoring mo- because that's where Elijah was more comfortable last year. Hmm. So they based it on the personnel, not, oh, Heath Troyer's here, we're going to do something completely different. They evaluated the talent and said, this is a better half-court team than a transition team. They evaluated this talent this year and said, okay, with Elijah gone, 
we're going to be better scoring in transition, and they've been better offensively. But you go and look around the country, there's very few teams that can score 85-plus a game and also be really good defensively. Because when you grind it on offense, you take something out of that other team when they're on defense that takes away from their offense. So if you're just running and you're putting the ball up quicker in the shot clock and you're scoring a bunch of points, it's really, really difficult to be as good defensively. And so Dave is now, after these last three games, trying to go, okay, we're – do we back off a little bit offensively and make the other team work a little harder? What adjustments? There's got to be a balance there, and they got to figure that out because they're playing very differently offensively than they did last last year. Not because of a coaching change, because of a personnel change. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Utah State would respond in an up and down game with BYU because I think that just based on what Utah State typically does. They like to grind it out, and, and they play really hard-nosed defense. So I'm fascinated to watch how that all plays. This is going to be a really fun matchup yeah. tonight. Okay, let's go to football now, Blaine. BYU and Western Michigan, wouldn't you know it, the Cougars and the Broncos on the Boise Blue in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on Friday, December 21st. What do you think about the matchup and the opportunity for BYU in the postseason? First of all, we need to wear all blue in that game so we can do what Boise State does. But the uniforms are cursed! Uh, it's like, why didn't you cover that guy? I didn't know he was there. He blended into the <laughs> I turf. Couldn't see him? Yeah, I couldn't find him. No, I just I, the Boise State when they do that, I go, is, is this fair? So BYU should do that first off. Um, this this is an interesting game because this is the teams from that conference at the at the top of the MAC are really physical football teams. Think think Northern Illinois. They just beat Northern Illinois. Very sound defensively. Um, so, so BYU is going to have to play really well. For people to think, oh, this is a MAC team, BYU should just handle them, that's way off, right? Yeah, see Northern Illinois. Right. So think Northern Illinois, who gave Utah all they could handle. Utah had to get a pick six to win that game against them. And, and, and BYU, obviously, we know what the result was in that game. So think that team, very similar. Maybe not quite as good defensively, but maybe a little bit better offensively. And so, so this is a big challenge. And for me, what's BYU going to do at running back? You know, what are they going to do at running back? That's a big question for me. I think they can, knowing Isaiah is hurt, and they can make some adjustments defensively and still be an elite team defensively. Um, But offensively, if it's cold and snowing up there, which it could be, we don't know that far in advance what it's going to be, and we, you know, we have to see BYU run the football to be good in it, who's going to be the feature back? And so that's... You know, I went to practice yesterday. I'm not sure who it is right now, and it depends on who's going to be healthy by the time they get there. That's a big concern for me. Quality Cannon has been cleared. It would make sense if he was the guy, but we'll see if Lopini can play, didn't play against Utah. Yeah. The, 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 prob- the, the problem with Squally is that even though he's cleared with the problems that he's had, you can't say, hey, we got Squally back. He's the guy. He's going to carry the ball 30 times. Can't think that. You have to think, okay, we got Squally. Let's see how long he can go. And then who else is going to carry the load if Squally can't go? Tyler Algier, this is his fourth game. And I, I think Algier has to be, yeah. they got to get him ready to go. They also have to figure out a way to involve those wings in the fly sweep game. So you got to see Hefo get the ball a little bit more. You got And you may have to go to the quick passing game, which you can do in the snow, like screens and bubble screens and that. So offensively, they got to think, think strategically, what are we going to do? because of the lack of running back depth that we have and how do we change the game plan to accommodate for that. That's my big question going in. I think BYU can hold them down. Defensively, I think BYU is fine and they can hold them down. It's like, can BYU generate enough points to go win when they have all these questions at running back? Blaine, fantastic stuff. Uh, I'm looking at this flag. Have you signed this flag yet? I don't think so, right? Is that a new one? That's a A new new flag. Oh, I haven't signed the new one. Okay. 
We need to sign the flag. I got this. Or you can sign it twice, whatever. No, I haven't signed the new one. Yeah. Sign the new flag. Got this. Make your mark on our uh, Sailor Coop so what's flag. My, I, you know I'm colorblind. What color is my shirt? Royal blue. It's uh, yellow. It's so royal. royal blue. This is what BYU needs to wear. All this. All royal. All royal and Boise. Western Michigan on the Boise blue. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Okay, coming up. <laughs> look for it. Kind of cool. gets picked up in the NFL. But where is he headed? And our elite voice of the day. What is a realistic expectation for Nick Emery in his return against Utah State tonight? This is BYU Sports Nation. Sign that flag, Blaine. Shout out to today's guest, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson and former BYU quarterback, national champion Blaine Fowler. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time for you again. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU and Utah State tonight. The Aggies 7-1, BYU 5-4. Nick Emery is back for the Cougars after missing the first nine games. Watch and listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern with pregame coverage beginning at 8 Eastern on the radio. Cougars overseas. Former BYU basketball star Elijah Bryant was named the Israeli Basketball League MVP for the month of November. Bryant averaging 20.5 points, 8.3 rebounds, and 2 steals per game for his team, Hapoel Eilat. Cougars in the NFL. I wish Bryant was the West Coast Conference Basketball Player of the Month for November. Kind of cool is on the Carolina Panthers practice squad. That, according to the Athletics, Joe Person this morning. Today's rise and shout. Once again goes to BYU Women's Volleyball, Jerem. Region Player of the Year, Ronnie Jones-Perry. Region Coach of the Year, Heather Olmstead. It's not just the Freshman conference. of the Year, Heather Knighting. It's not just the conference. It's the region player and coach of the year. Not bad. I couldn't tell you who's in the region, but that sounds cool. It's bigger than the conference. I can tell you that much. It's like by state, isn't it? It's like Nevada and Idaho and Utah and (laughs) Wyoming or something. New Mexico. More schools involved in the conference. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Our question of the day. What is the realistic expectation for Nick Emery in tonight's game? Our elite voice of the day. Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. That Girl underscore JB is elite today. She says, after tonight, Coach K considers another 80K to avoid Nick on Saturday. He's not the Coach K. There's one Coach K, and he wins national title. <laughs> Conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSM. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Eric Mika, wherever he is in Italy. Oh, it could have been. He was in Paris the other day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Enjoy your European vacation, Eric. (laughs) I wish you were playing center at Brigham. Go Cougs. Beat the Aggies.